I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. Welcome to Tehillah Talks. As uh, we begin a new edition in preparation for the new year, as we come into 5783, it's a pretty big number. And today I'll be talking to Bernie, Alexis, and Roma, and we'll be talking about beginnings. So welcome. First thing up, just to ask you, how are your beginnings of the new school year? And I'll start with you, Alexis. I guess like the, it's definitely been hard getting back into the flow of school, especially because it's the schedule is weird for me. So it's been like things have been easing in, but it's also a lot at once. Okay, Bernie. Yeah, I mean, I know um, Alexis, your school had a, the the schedule is different this year, but for us, it's back to the old schedule. So it's kind of right back into the swing of things. It's a big adjustment from the summer for sure, but I guess we'll get used to it again. <laughs> and Roma. It was definitely a new adjustment because I switched schools. So sort of getting back into the flow of not only school, but being in a new environment has definitely been interesting, but it's definitely been manageable and it's been very fun so far. So what I wanted to talk about is beginnings. We are two weeks away for the start of the new year, which blows my mind, I will admit. And traditionally, Rosh Hashanah, is, it's called the Rosh's head, Hashanah, the year, the head of the year. It's also the birthday of the world and um, celebrating creation. I wanted to dig a little deeper in this thought about why why do we begin every year? When, why don't we just keep going, not keep rolling along? Why is it important to mark beginnings? And I want to ask your thoughts on that. Why do we mark beginnings? And how do we mark them? Bernie? It's not an easy question. I would say for, in terms of why, I think it's about marking progress in a lot of cases. Like it's, if we just kept going without any any. I guess, reflection points, points that we designated as as points to look back on a set amount of time, we probably wouldn't be able to see progress in ourselves or in the world, the people around us, anything like that. So I think in terms of just our perception, it's very important to have those, those breaks so we can have a, a reference point, maybe of just the same amount of time, or maybe just as a designated point to look back a little bit and, and see where we were and where we are. Okay. And where we're going. Right? And where we're going. And yeah. where we're going. Alexis. I, I guess I think we mark beginnings because it's like another deadline. Like I know I specifically can't do anything unless I'm looking forward to something. So I think marking beginnings is a way of looking forward to something new starting. Or like if you have to do something before this beginnings, a, like a time frame to get things done. Getting ready. Yeah. Roma. I think marking new beginnings can be important because it's sometimes a way to reset and what's behind you. And having a new beginning is a way to move forward into the future in a way. 
I don't know if this is true for, for any of you, but I still remember the beginning of a school year, which always coincided very closely with the, you know, the Jewish high holidays were a combination of new clothing, mm-hmm. clothing for school and for the holiday, and also new notebooks. Having a brand new notebook, and this was true for me all the way through rabbinical school, getting a new notebook and how would I organize myself differently this year from the year before? Have you had some of that experience? Are you trying to organize yourself differently or have you found a method that works for you year after year? I've definitely done the uh, new notebook, although it's whatever, like five notebooks. I have a system like pretty much down. I just a certain type of notebook that I like working in. And I just pretty much have that one for each subject. Alexis. Yeah, I guess I do. I kind of have a similar system. Like Bernie said, I also have notebooks that I really like working in. But every year I kind of go, like I'll go to the store and I'll say, okay, I'm going to buy this one new thing and this is going to help me organize myself differently. If it's like a different type of planner, or maybe sometimes it's a pen. I, I always think pens will fix all my organization problems. And then like whether or not it, ends up that way. At the beginning, I'm always the most organized because I have whatever new thing I decided I need this for the beginning at least so I can help myself get organized. Roma? So I think this year I've definitely been a lot more organized than I have in past years because I find, as Alexis is saying, like a new pen or something, I find pens to be something that can help me be more organized because when I take notes, I like taking notes in different colors and stuff like that. And it makes me feel more organized. And I also got myself a planner. So I'm not just putting stuff in Google Calendar and then I'm actually writing it down, which makes me remember more what I'll actually have to do. I, I sort of a little bit off topic, but I, I, it's interesting to me that we're all talking about the manual, even though we're in this, we're, we're in this age of, of using electronics to do a lot of things for us. But I, I really will resonate with what you said, Roma, because if I write it down, and then I put it onto my electronic version, I'm much more likely to remember it. I'll have a, this visual memory. So getting back to the, our, our tradition of every year, we start reading Torah back at the beginning. We read the same thing every year. The same words are said every year. So in terms of your education, I would hope that you're not hearing the same thing every year or looking at the same material every year. So my question to you is, why do you think we are part of a tradition that has us look at the same material over the course of a cycle, year after year after year? The beginning is always around the same time, and we begin with the same story of the story of creation— and we end with the same story, which is the death of Moses. Why do you think we do that? And how do you think it works? Or why do you think it works? If you think it works. I would say I think back to like the original reason why why people did in, you know, thousands of years ago. And in that case, I feel like it's the Torah itself is almost like, like a calendar in and of itself, like marking the passage of time throughout a year. And kind of just associating different times of years with an actual story, I feel like could definitely help people kind of distinguish and remember things about that certain time of year and, and associate different things. As for why we still do it now and why it still seems 
to work and still seems to be powerful when I think very few of us actually would mark time in that way or like would just use a normal calendar to mark the passage of time that I'm not really sure. But I guess there's something in in the tradition and maybe it feels some connection to those like ancient people that that didn't have many other methods. Just thoughts. Well, I'm going to compare it and I'll, I'll turn to Roma and Alexis. There are people who will read their Shakespeare every year. <laughs> My mother is among them. <laughs> okay. Hey, little did I know, right? But she's not the same person who first became familiar with Shakespeare. So I'm going right. to use that analogy. Uh, but why, Alexis, do you think we do this? I mean, I think we do this is because like we as people are always changing and the world around us is always changing. So if we read the Torah every year, well, so it's also like very long. There's a lot that happens between creation and Moses dying. But if we read it every year, we can find new ways to think about and interpret what we're reading and apply it to our own lives or to ourselves. So reading it over and over and over again kind of becomes a way to relearn it from a different perspective every year. I was going to say exactly what Alexis said. (laughs) I think like the more we keep on looking at it each and every year, we can get new perspectives and interpret it differently. And it keeps offering up things to us. Mm -hmm. And, And I would say it allows for us to see our own movement, right? I mean, I I know a particular Torah portion had a certain resonance for me when I was newly married. And when I look at that text now, I'm not, I've been, you know, married for 40 years, more than. It does not have the same meaning in the same way that the first time I saw Romeo and Juliet, it had one meaning for me when I was just about your age, all of you. It was very intense. And then I saw it as a parent of teenagers. And boy, oh boy, did it offer up a completely different meaning to me. So yes, yes. But why do you think people forget exactly what you both said? And and Bernie can add to this also. Why? We're doing this again? We do this every year. What, you know, how do we message this more appropriately? How do we highlight the importance of beginnings? Right now we're dealing with the, we're seeing the pomp and circumstance around the death of the queen, right? Which has a certain formulaic piece to it, even though it hasn't happened in 70 years. But it's the power of ritual. And and does the ritual still matter in this modern time? I mean, I think it does. Like beginnings are always the hardest part. Like starting the school year is always the hardest because you have to start getting up early again. And, you know, and I think, the ritual is helpful. So I think when we talk about beginnings, like rereading the Torah again, I think like people forget it because for the same reason that you forget why you have to, like what waking up for school at 8 a, at like 7 a.m. Is, is like, because it it becomes harder to start again versus if you've already been reading the Torah every week, if that makes sense. We do read this Torah every week, but it still it keeps moving. And we keep moving simultaneously. So starting again, maybe is a way of giving us permission to say, okay, I'm resetting the clock. <laughs> I think you touched on something, Alexis. Somebody once said that how you begin is how you finish. What do you think that means? What do you think that means? Beginning. So if I go into it and I 
slapdash manner, whatever that beginning is, does that dictate the way in which my year, my, my process will unfold? Where if we are told that this month of Elul, this Hebrew month of Elul, is a month of preparation for the high holidays, is a time of reflection, it's a time to get ready. It's like on your mark, get set, stop. Let me take a deep breath before I start my run. Are any of you runners? Yeah. Bernie, so what's your process for getting ready for a race? I mean, I don't have that much of a set process, but... I will say like <laughs> kind of just what you just said about Ella, like the ready, set, go, like a few minutes before a race, I do very consciously like focus in and just think about what exactly I'm about to do and just mentally prepare because it feels bad. It feels really bad <laughs> doing it. But if you're ready for it, it helps you. I don't know. It just helps to have that focus and have that purpose going into something. But I will say, I don't know if I always would agree with that statement that how you start something is how you end something. Because I feel like, I mean, I feel like that's an ideal. Like, (laughs) ideally on a run, you start, you're feeling good, you have great form. And by the end, you're still, you're tired, but your form maybe is is still solid and you're, you're running properly. I feel like much more often it's not exactly that way. You'll be tired and your form kind of falls apart. And that can, that's just one metaphor, but it can be applied to lots of different things. But I will say it reminds me of, of a, a saying my dad says a lot that's from Tai Chi, I believe, that's take as much care to the end as to the beginning, which I think is a really, really good reminder. And it's something I think about a lot because when you're tired at the end of something and whatever, you're falling apart, your form is crumbling, it's really helpful to remember how did I start this like with intention and how can I bring that to the end and, and bring that all the way through? So that actually does speak to what I said because yeah. this is a slight rephrasing of it, maybe. Right, but you, but it's it's bringing it full circle, right? Yeah, it's understanding that there's a circle here, and you can build from it as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Any other thoughts on this? I wanted to do a brief podcast today. I thought it's just um, a way of getting us already guest set in a way. <laughs> And with that in mind, if you would, wouldn't mind to share your wishes for the new year, what you hope to see for yourself and for the world, uh, you're all entering new situations for various reasons, you know, depending on the year you are at school or, and the like. So what are you wishing for? What are you hoping for? What do you want to share with our listeners? I would say for myself, I would like to be more efficient with my time. I'm definitely a big procrastinator. And that is something consciously going into the year, actually, I mean, in terms of a ready, set, go, towards the end of the summer, I I started like watching a lot less TV and, you know, spending more time looking at, you know, kind of reviewing some material for the beginning of the year. And so far, I've been better than I usually am, at least. In terms of the world, I think just like people to listen to each other. I think there's so much of, this sounds super cliche, but I think if people actually listened to other opinions and tried to like incorporate those other opinions into their own ideas, or at least incorporate that there are people with those ideas. And instead of just being set in their own ways, tried to like understand another perspective and explain their own properly in a good way. I think 
so much more consensus could be reached and that would help in so many ways. Thank you. Roma, uh, basically your hopes for the new year, your wish, and for the larger cosmos world. Definitely to do academically better this year. It was a little bit of a struggle last year. And to, like Bernie said, not procrastinate. I'm definitely a big procrastinator. And to definitely put, just do my work first, entertainment after, and just get like a set schedule for everything so that I'm more organized for school. Yeah. And the world? What's your, what's your wish? Your New Year's wish for the world? Wow. Peace. But <laughs> I don't know if that's happening anytime soon. Alexis. I guess my, I guess like hope for the school year is to get less caught up in what's going on in my own head because I have a tendency to when work starts to pile up and stuff is going on to just kind of forget about everything else and exist only in that headspace of being incredibly stressed out and incredibly in my own head. So I guess my like ideal goal for the new year is to get out of that and get out of that mindset. And then I guess for the world, that's like a very big question, but I guess more compassion and sort of like what Bernie said, listening to people, but more understanding for what others are going through. And I guess, yeah, more understanding for what others are going through. So I'm going to ask one more thing. So I know I, my hope is for Tehila and for the, my community is to be a, a healthy community, one where loving kindness does set the path. And I, I, I want to echo what, what Bernie and Alexis said in terms of listening and being present for one another. But if you can just close, as we close, uh, your wish for the community for the year, your Shana Tova greeting. Uh, as we enter into the new year. So we've, we've looked at the big world with all of its complexity and, uh, and Roma went big, hoping for peace. And Bernie and Alexis uh, basically are saying, let's be present for one another more fully. But when we look at our, our community of, of Tehillah and our Jewish community, what is your wish for them for the new year? I would say for our community to heal at least. And I guess it kind of a bit more metaphorically applies to the, the Jewish community as a whole. My wish is for us to be together this year because we've, we've been so apart and yes, we've had online services in the past couple of years for high holidays and everything, but there's an energy of being in the same room together and not just seeing someone on a screen, but like as you walk in, being able to say hello and catch up a little bit, see how they're doing. And that's something I think we've all missed a lot and this year are looking forward to getting back to at least a little bit as it becomes safe, of course. Yeah, yeah. Alexis? I guess my wish for the community is sort of like Bernie, like what Bernie said, because, you know, we're really starting to get back to normal now and starting to see people again. But like, yeah, I guess to see people and even... You know, if you and to really connect with people, even if it's not like in person, even if it's still like over Zoom or a text or an email to really connect with each other and connect with people, because there tends to be a I feel like to be it becomes very easily to be isolated, especially now. And Roma, bring us home. I wish for the community is 
to continue to expand and grow and share the joy and love that tequila is so that more people can enjoy it as much as we do. Thank you all so much for taking time out from your day and wishing you each, each of you a Shana Tova Metuka, a good new year and a sweet one. May it be filled with light and joy and, and positivity wherever you can find it. Thank you all so, so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehila Talks. For more information about Tehila, go to congregationtehila.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day through a Jewish lens.